0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: Right here, of course,
0: in Las Vegas, 670
3: the score. And folks, we'll be back in just a few minutes after these commercial breaks. We have a lot more to talk about, whether it's collegiate uh, football or basketball. Folks, make sure you switch over. Hurry up. Back in a few minutes.
2: One Nevada. Over the past few years, One Nevada has saved locals over ten million dollars in auto loan interest. If you have a high rate auto loan, we may be able to lower your payment, shorten your term, or both. Apply online today, or find a local branch at onenevada.org. One
4: Nevada Credit Union One.
3: How would you like to get a free bottle of Green TCR from Purity Products? Just answer yes to any one of these questions. Are you concerned about your energy levels? What about your cardio health and joint function? Do you like the idea of burning more fat? Well, if you answered yes, we want to send you a free bottle of Green Tea CR to help you burn fat while you stay fit and trim. Green Tea CR combines premium quality green tea with curcumin and resveratrol in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits for your heart, your joints, energy, and metabolism. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Green Tea CR today. Just cover shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-646-3048. That's 1-800-646-3048. 1-800-646-3048. Again, call now. 1-800-646-3048.
5: This is Dick from Carpet Masters. Carpet Masters has been serving the Inland Empire for over 60 years. We are locally owned and operated by the Stevens family. We not only clean carpet and furniture, we clean many loose rugs, including Oriental rugs. Oriental rugs are cleaned in our modern facility where the fringes are cleaned by hand, then hung in our modern facility to dry. We do not use steam cleaning to clean your fine furniture. Furniture is cleaned by hand using the same absorption cleaning used in the White House. Some furniture we bring into our plant to clean properly. We normally use two men on each cleaning job using the extraction method. There is nothing that would clean carpet better for our customers. Our job is to clean properly with quality first. Google Carpet Masters San Bernardino and give us a call or go to carpetmasterssoCal.com.
6: Okay, nurse, let's get this man to the ER stat.
4: Right away, doctor.
6: We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. 60 years of research has has gone into chelation, and angioprim is the result, a safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slows circulation. Paging
7: Dr. Jones, please report to the
0: emergency room right away. Log on now for a special radio offer from angioprim. That's angioprim.com radio. A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M. angioprim.com radio or call 877-882-7221. That's 877-882-7221.
1: This segment of broadcasting brought to you by Tender Hearts TLC, Incorporated. Tender Hearts, the helping hands for your loved ones where they understand it can be difficult to find time in your already busy schedule to attend to all the needs of your aging loved one. Tender Hearts will be there for your loved one when you can't be. Tender Hearts TLC helps your aging loved ones stay in their home as they specialize in tender, loving, 24-hour service including transportation to doctor's appointments, medication reminders, meal preparation, light housekeeping, and assistance with activities of daily living such as hygiene and grooming, orientation, and companionship. We thank Tender Hearts for their support of this station, Tender Hearts TLC, where they don't just care for your loved one, they give them tender, loving care. For more info, you can reach them at 909-528-9759. That's 909-528-9759 for Tender Hearts TLC.
3: You've tuned in to KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. Hey buddy,
6: I hoid the droughts movin' in, muscling in on your turf. To make matters worse, the man keeps tellin' you to limit your spigot. That drought is bad news, no foolin'. But me and my boys can help.
3: The water boys on the water zone. Thursday nights at six. We'll help you protect your turf and save water. And hey, don't worry about it. Consider it a gift. Yeah, Louie. You heard the boss. We gotta listen in at 6 p.m.
8: on Thursday nights. Okay, Vinny, you got it. The water zone, Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. I'll tell our lawn it's now protected. The NBC News radio broadcasting studios of KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM and 106.5 FM. Sorry for laughing. Located in beautiful sunny California. Thanks for tuning into the water zone. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Star along with Mr. Mike Barron, also known around here as Mikey Pedia. And together we collectively are known as
6: the, the Water, Water Boys. Boys. Good evening, Mike. Hey, good evening, Rob. How are you doing? <laughs> Sorry,
8: I couldn't help but laugh. So, so
6: that's all right. You're a jolly person. Yeah, I could be a Santa hey, Claus. Oh, wow.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I was a Santa Claus one year.
6: I don't, I don't doubt that. I
8: did that for the White House restaurant.
6: Well, you know, you're our, you're just a good-hearted fellow that uh, does a lot for other people, and you always seem to be concerned about the welfare of others. So. It doesn't surprise me one bit.
8: I try to be. I try to be. But on a brighter side, even better than that, just to let our audience know that this week uh, we, we discovered a new actor. We
6: did? Yeah, you. Oh. On the videos that we were doing. Well, we'll have to wait and let the audience judge that. We'll have to see. Okay. But uh, it was fun.
8: So you're going to be there for the showing?
6: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> wouldn't miss it. Yeah. I wouldn't
8: miss it. No, that would be great. So, um, a lot of things going on. We're going to be broadcasting our show live next week from Las Vegas from the Water Smart Innovation.
6: Uh, this will uh, be the third year we've done that, isn't it? Absolutely. That's amazing. That's, uh, we always find some very interesting guests that uh, we pre schedule, but also some new ones that we find right there at the show. Absolutely. That's called the Water Smart Innovations. Right. And of course, that's where people with innovative ideas or innovative products around efficient water use come to talk to water agencies from not only California but really around the country
8: right and, and this gives them an opportunity to come on the show talk about it we get to expose expose them uh, for what they really are no just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but the, we've, we've, we've we've met a lot of nice people and a lot of interesting products and things like that which which uh, is pretty unique and that's what that's what they want to stir up is is that and I can't tell you today I know you know but we'll make a special announcement about what's happening or what's going to happen next week at the show? All right, we can't do that yet. Okay, because uh, they told us we got to keep mum, so uh, people can keep listening. But where do you where do you want to keep mum? Mum, I don't know. Get in the closet, probably. Okay, <laughs> probably. Anyway, uh, one of our people who've. Uh, I would say not missing an action, but having a great time at the fair is returned, and Ooh. she's going and, and to be here. To hopefully, she'll tell us a little about her fun. And I'd like to bring on the owner, creator, Maven, and every nice thing you can th- say about Maven's Notebook. Miss Chris Austin, welcome, Chris. Hey guys, how's it going? We doing good. How was your time with your family and the fair, and what did you eat and what did you do?
7: <laughs> well. You know, I'm I'm not into that fried pickled stuff. I I really, you know, my my fair treat that I have every year we go, and we do go every year, and everyone should go to the fair every year for a day. You just you just should do it. Um, but my favorite thing is the deep fried artichoke heart. So Ooh. we that's that's what I go for. Um, couldn't face the pickle thing. Um.
8: (laughs) They have it with wrapped bacon, too.
7: Oh, yes, and boy, do they have everything. And, you know, I heard that the price of bacon is going up because we're eating so much bacon now, they cannot uh, manufacture enough, shall we say. The hog (laughs) farmers can only grow so many hogs to create so much bacon, so... Well do you there think you, go. you think
8: they take it from the from the uh fair? 'Cause they always have the I know my grandkids love to go there and watch the little pig races. <laughs> and see all the little baby piglets and stuff. And they're they're cute.
7: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, and, and that's the sad part is you know, those things grow up and, and that's usually what happens. So. Right.
8: <laughs> right, that's I hate kind of to say it. So did you uh, go any – that's
7: where you bring in the vegans, so Yeah.
8: <laughs> did you go on any rides? Um,
7: you know. The fair rides are not really my thing, but I do do, for, do I do, do Ferris wheels. And do you know that they have a Ferris wheel there that you get in and you have air conditioning?
8: No way.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, The only thing you're missing is tunes, you oh. know? Is that the uh,
8: one they charge $20 for?
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you don't know how much you're spending because it's all you buy tickets and then you go... You go on the right. But you know, that Ferris wheel was something awesome, I'll tell you. I was and I w- always great fun at the fair.
8: Oh, I, I, I wanted to go on that but I couldn't get anybody uh, to go. And it, well, I guess I could get somebody to go, but I didn't want to go spend $100 a hundred dollars for the family just to go on a I don't know how long that thing goes.
7: But yeah, you know, we what we do is we get um we get our kids the wristbands. Oh. Uh. And and they go off and they go on the fair rides and we go around and do you know mommy and daddy stuff.
8: Well, it used to be it used to be you just get you know you buy a ticket and you go on a ride. Now you you buy twenty dollars, forty dollars, eighty dollars, a hundred, two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you go to the ride. And uh, my little eight year old grandson goes up to a ride. Right? Um, I'll be eight tickets, please. Eight tickets. Yeah, eight tickets. Even to play those squirt gun. Things when you shoot into the... And you make the balloon get bigger and pop. I mean, oh. that's like like five tickets.
7: Yeah. And how much does yeah, each ticket just, cost?
8: I don't know. And you don't
7: understand... you really don't understand how much you're spending to go on the ride. But you know... It's the fair. Yeah, so bring your money and. No, we do. The kid, we wind,
8: we actually wind up spending almost two hundred dollars just for the the kids to play the games and bring home all these stuffed animals that we certainly don't need anymore.
6: Yeah, the fair might be two hundred dollars, but the memories are priceless.
8: That's true. There you go. That's, that's true. true.
6: Well said. <laughs> See, I, I, that's, that's, I heard that somewhere. That, that's I heard why that Mike's somewhere. here.
8: He's got that. He's got that heart. He's got the brain. You know, someday I'm going to grow up to be like you. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, so Chris, tell us what's going on up in the world of water. I hear something about the state Supreme Court denies to review uh, the rate case against uh, Metropolitan Water in San Diego. And they owe them, one, one owes the other $51 million. and.
7: So oh, yeah, and so the war continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they, San Diego's and Met have been kind of feuding for a while, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. But I'll tell you, the real story was uh, like two weeks ago, uh, <laughs> or not when I went to the fair, no, my, I think it was last week, uh, Westlands Water District, which is the largest, a single agricultural user of water that would come from the Delta Tunnels project. Uh, they're on the west side of the San Joaquin Valley, sort of like Fresno to south to, to the to the just about. Um, and they took a vote on the tunnels project, and they voted no. So. <laughs> That was a big shock because on the you know on the agricultural side they're one of the big they would be on the hook for the most money and they voted six to one to uh, not participate in the project and they weren't really at the board meeting the discussion wasn't about should we support the project now or not it was more should we say more should we say no now. Or should we wait and see if the Bureau of Reclamation presents us payment terms we like better? Mm. And they sort of uh, insinuated that they should bring more more agricultural districts into the fold and make them pay. And uh, and there's some very complex water politics going on on that side for the people who would buy the, the water from the tunnels, the agricultural users. Um, And it's really hard to, I mean, it's hard to say what's going to
0: happen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved,
1: we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry,
8: sorry,
2: we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: Now, some people look at this and they say, well, okay, if Westlands is out, then the whole thing's going to go down the drain. But Metropolitan is saying, you know, we're going to just kind of keep on going and we're going to take our vote on our part of the project and we'll see what happens here. Um, I don't think it's going to be the end of the tunnels, just because I don't think people, uh, organizations that spend uh, mul- multi-million dollars in ten years in a process, are going to give up that easily. I mean, we're only one person said no, so I don't think, or, or only one agricultural district said no. There's others in the mix, right. so we'll see how that shakes <laughs> out. Now, there they're very well may be other agricultural districts that say it's too expensive, because, you know, that's where we've always wondered about the ability to pay. Metropolitan and and some of the people that sit on the board of directors are very adamant that they, they do not want to be subsidizing agriculture in this project. They want the cost to follow the water. And Metropolitan came out after the vote, and they said, you know, we are not subsidizing agriculture. That's not going to work. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's, I, don't, I wouldn't claim the tunnels to be dead yet, um, but they're not exactly uh, going through easy times here, uh, but I don't think anyone expected that they would. You know, they've had a number of lawsuits. Uh, they have challenged every aspect of this project that I think can be challenged, the biological opinions the bond financing, uh, the state's the the state version of the biological opinion on the Delta smells. So they, there are so many lawsuits, I, I'm, it must be up to 100. So, <laughs> you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to be decided, a lot to happen with that. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Metropolitan is supposed to vote on the 10th of October.
6: Chris, do you think the urban water districts that are involved uh, could fund this project or approve this project uh, independently and without the agricultural districts?
7: Well, I think that if, if the urban, you know, there's sort of two sets of, of people here involved. There's the State Water Project contractors, which include Metropolitan, uh, Santa Clara, or essentially San Jose, and some agricultural uh, districts, but not a lot. The State Water Project's primarily urban. Mm-hmm. And the Central Valley Project, the other group, is primarily agriculture. And Some people are saying that if agriculture, the Central Valley agriculture developers or agricultural users don't want to pay for the water, uh, that the state water project contractors, if they're all in, they should just do a single tunnel that will serve them Uh and leave Central Valley agriculture just out of the equation. Um, I don't know if that would happen, but, you know, that's what some of the talk is. And if they decided to do that then we would have to go back to the planning process all over again so i don't think that's a decision that that's going to be made lightly but i think it it could be a possibility i don't think honestly i don't think that uh, metropolitan would build this project this two tunnel project on their own they might go for a single tunnel project perhaps uh, that's between state water project contractors. But I personally don't think Metropolitan um, is interested or could fund a, a you know, $16 billion project.
6: Uh, well, you they, know, so. well you th- think about it. I, I know that what, uh, what's, uh, Southern California Municipal Water District um, sells their water typically at over $1,000 per acre foot. And the Westland, uh, the agricultural interests that depend on Westland District for water, are in the two hundred and forty-five dollar per acre foot uh, price range. So that's a that's a you know that's almost a five to one. Let's say it's a four to one ratio there. And basically, the agricultural community is saying, listen, if water doubles or triples the way Goldman Sachs analysis says it could, uh, we're going to be out of business because we can't compete with other countries uh, who have much lower water costs than what we would have. But they also – but but yet Western Municipal – or not Western Municipal, but uh, uh, MWD, yeah, Western – yeah, D- not wmd what uh now I'm now the uh, <laughs> metropolitan water. water district that's right weapons of mass no yeah. uh, uh, metropolitan water district you know it, it they get a lot more for their water than what um uh, well these riverside agri- riverside just people. did a
8: deal with um uh RP- riverside public utility did a deal with eastern cuz eastern doesn't have their own water and their typical thing is a thousand plus uh, so okay,
7: but you also have to keep in mind that that figure is treated water. Right, right. And, and right. treated water delivered to Southern California, so there's delivery costs included. The You know, the ag districts don't get that treated water, and Westlands is closer, so their delivery costs would be lower. So it wouldn't be a 1000 but I heard, uh, I can't remember what the numbers were, but there's still substantially more... Than what they're paying now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, but that's just the way it's going to work. This is an expensive project, and there aren't many agricultural users comparatively to urban users.
8: Well, Riverside said their their basic cost because they do have uh, water on, on ground, It's around two hundred and something dollars per acre feet. They're going to sell it to Eastern Municipal for six hundred and something versus the the thousand. So that that would help save money because they, they, Eastern gets water from several different places.
6: Yeah, no,
7: that, yes, that, and, and groundwater is, you know, and yeah, I think for Southern California, groundwater is the most efficient and most cost-effective uh, source, but it's limited, and we have right. to take care of it.
8: Right.
6: It has to be managed, and it uh, has to be replenished. Otherwise, uh, you know, you can keep using it till it's uh, no longer there, and then we're really in trouble.
8: Right.
7: <laughs> and we don't want that. No.
6: Exactly. Hey, I heard that uh,
8: the legal growers of marijuana, they want to change their reputation. Uh, so they hired a PR a, company. For environmental change. Yeah, I I didn't realize that the places that they grow, they have rats that sit in there and bite the bottoms of the of the uh, stems. <laughs> yeah, but and they're happy, of, right? Well, yeah, but now they got these special, they, they, they rent or buy cats to put them in there to chase out the the rats the cats but, go after but the i heard but but in order for them to do this that you know they want to change the reputation at the meetings and things so you know what they're going to do is bake some brownies <laughs> <laughs> and give them out at the meetings and everybody's going to vote yes for it <laughs> okay yeah only kidding that's not cool. <laughs> but 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 that is true as far as the legal growers are seeking to change their their reputation for environmental damage and i think that's going to be a a more visible business here not yeah, only in California, or, but...
7: Organic pot. Right. I mean, you know, people are going to be looking for that. It's kind of funny, but, you know, yeah. Uh, they, you know, yeah, they use a lot of nasty herbicides and stuff. The concern is that growing it legally is going to cost more than growing it illegally, and there'll still be a black market for it. So they're still trying to work out all this, uh, all this cannabis stuff. But, uh, yeah, they're trying to clean up their act. Uh, it's interesting, There, you know, there are de- definitely a lot of cannabis growers that that want to be legitimate and want to, you know, do the right thing. I don't know how many of that is compared to the group as a whole, you know, could be a lot, could be a few, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a, a number of them that want to come out of the shadows and do things better. Uh, mm-hmm.
6: Well, uh, hey, speaking of uh, international relations, or at least bringing up the issue of uh, international relations Uh, did you get much uh, opportunity to hear about this new agreement between the u.s and mexico around uh, managing the colorado river water
7: i haven't been following it a whole lot but i know that they've been talking about it for a long time and it's you know getting mexico on board to you know, work on sharing the Colorado River. And, you know, they're really concerned about keeping the level in Lake Mead up, mm-hmm. up above, you know, so they can still get power generation. Uh, you know, because once the water gets too low, it, you can't run the, the power generators anymore. And and when it starts dropping in level, there's less head, so there's less power produced. So, uh, you know, it's but it's great. It's great that, you know, despite... Uh, the warring, that, or the, the talk that goes on at the top of the chain between Trump and, uh, is it Fox, President oh,
6: Fox? Oh, no, no, no. Vicente Fox was a former president. Now it's uh, uh, Peña Nieto. Is, yeah,
7: uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm not up on who's, who's in charge. But, uh, yeah, you know, for all the tough talk they've been having up there with border wall and everything, Mexico has at least, they're on board to, you know, be cooperative and collaborate on well, the Colorado River because they know it's in their interest.
6: Yeah, and this is, uh, you know, the U.S. is going to invest $31.5 million to um, to help uh, conservation efforts in Mexico, um, according to the sources that reported on this. And so, you know, this reminds me of the Santa Ana Water Authority project where Orange County... Um, Metropolitan Water District invested in Riverside County and San Bernardino County to establish uh, desalting um, sure. capabilities. And it was a f- one of the first times in California where a water agency invested outside of its own jurisdictional areas. And it was uh, you know part of an integrated uh, water plan. So I think maybe this idea of Understanding that there are upstream and downstream issues that you have to take into consideration when you're talking about water. You know, there is a watershed, and the watershed doesn't always or almost never follows exactly the geographical uh, limits that we've imposed upon ourselves. And therefore, you know, we need to start thinking in terms of watershed areas and working to to protect those watersheds, and then to uh, sustainably manage those uh, groundwater basins so anyway but
4: isn't it
8: good you know people people don't realize you, you hear on the news about how the new president is arguing with our president about immigration and the wall and yet
6: the water people the water well, professionals they just sit well, down and only, they talk and but, they work it out that but, is a great but it's
8: not only that it's look at the unfortunate uh, uh, earthquakes they had recently and look how oh, the us okay. send people to do that. I mean, when it gets down to it, we're all human beings and, and I, I, it's just to me I can't see that people just scream and yell and do what they do. Instead, of just put them in a room and say, "Come to a compromise, sit at the table and work something out." Just like this here with the water. I mean, why and you're right, the water people are doing it. But, you know, people are kind. We're kind, they're kind. I mean, it, it just goes on and on forever. But I think I think the the idea that People can sit down and work out the water issues because that's important to both countries. is, is a good thing. So, well,
6: uh, when you have that common goal.
8: Oh, absolutely. So. so, speaking about common goal, about these little fish called the delta smelt, they oh, want to yeah. they want to they want to rele- uh, uh, re- relieve or reduce the amount of protection.
7: Well, what what's going on here is uh, you know we have Oroville up in the north. Uh, they're getting ready to finish construction uh, for the first year, the November 1st, um, and they really don't want to have to release any water down that spillway if they don't have to, so they're going to draw the wet reservoir way down to, like, 700 feet, um, and, you know, so that, that they have plenty of room for precipitation to come in, and they're going to try and manage the reservoir without... Uh, Having to use the main spillway, Um, so they've been. They want to release more water out of Oroville to create this space now, and uh, you know people want to see that water go into storage. Um, You know, move it through the delta and let's put it in the reservoirs. Just don't, don't let it go out to to sea. The water train, Um, but you know the environmentalists point out, um, and they're not wrong. That you know we've had a wet year and you need to let some of this water go through now to help the fish who have had a really bad time. Just let the water go, but you know so that's kind of where where it's at. You know they just I think there's probably there are some uh, provisions on pumping that came with the, the federal act that was passed last year that may be coming into play here as well. Is why the pumping think. Pumping regulations were are, are being allowed to be relaxed, and they've also been looking at the science. And so, you know, they're they the scientists involved are feeling like that that they can use this water, uh, but the environmentalists disagree. They say let the fish get a chance to rebound. Well, and the truth is, nobody knows if it would do anything.
0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: Or not, really.
6: Yeah. You what? know,
7: we think, well, if you let it go out, you know, we think it will help the smell, and, 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 you know, the water people say, you know, that's not good enough to just let that water go.
6: Well, we'll have to keep track of that. But uh, just as we end here for this section of our show, um, I read about the NOAA longer-term forecast for this uh, rainy season in California, which starts October 1st. And right now they say the highest probability is for an average uh, uh, rain year. You know, we don't have the high-pressure zones that part of the drought but we also don't have uh, any indication right now that El Nino is forming or that La Nina is forming so I thought that was pretty good although they said if anything's going to form it's more likely that it'll be El Nino which would give us higher than average rain supposedly in northern California but as we know if we get more snow and there's climate change and warmer temperatures then that snow melts and I didn't hear. I think we have to do some investigation to find out how did the snow melt this year. Was it faster than normal? I mean, I saw some uh, snow up in the northern Sierras still in August.
7: Yeah, uh, there are parts of the snowpack did did last, did persist, but uh, the snowpack, the precipitation was record. The snowpack was not, uh. and I think actually, um, and and I could show you this. I could show you the graph it pretty much when it all came out uh you know it, all the runoff came about you know it, it it didn't put it this way it didn't persist for any longer than normal if i remember by looking at the curve
6: you hmm. know but we must have gotten some good recharge of groundwater basins uh i would think that with all that oh, snow that we got
7: yes i as seen uh, the water you know they have a water bank in kern and when i drive up there i have seen them sinking water into the ground there all summer long uh you know i think they've been trying to get as much water into the ground all over the place all over the central valley as well um, wherever they were able to sink it in they they had plenty of water to do it and they've really tried so um in some places you know it's a groundwater is done pretty well they did some measurements on uh the Silicon valley and they're back to pre-drought levels
6: really that's yes, amazing yeah
7: it was they attribute a lot to you know conservation they they got everybody to pull back and so they they weren't hitting their their uh, groundwater basin too hard and then in the rain they were able to recharge it back up so they're in good shape
6: excellent that's uh, good news that's good news well Hey, thank you so much, Chris. It's great to have you back commentating on what's going on with water. We recommend that folks go to mavensnotebook.com, read the current stories about all things water in the state of California, especially what's going on with respect to the Twin Tunnels, the biological opinions, opinions, yes, and the lawsuits that are going on and just great information.
8: We appreciate that. So everybody take a take a listen, mavensnotebook.com, Go there, sponsor it, and uh, you'll hear the latest updates. So, Chris, thanks a lot for joining us today. We'll talk to you, uh, actually, in two weeks. This will be gone in Las Vegas next week, unless you're going to be there. And um,
7: actually, I won't. Oh, okay. so you guys have
4: a great time. We, we Vegas, will. It's one of my favorite places.
8: We will. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back in a little bit with uh, The Water Zone with Mike and Rob, so stick around.
3: This is Brooke's yard, and Brooke loves spending time with her kids. What she doesn't love are the ugly bare spots in her lawn. That's why Brooke uses Scott's Easy Seed. Unlike seed alone, with proper care, Easy Seed's all-in-one growing solution grows grass anywhere. The first
0: time guaranteed.
3: This is a Scott's yard. Pick up Scott's Easy Seed
0: today. If you're a landscape contractor, you like the strong things in life. A strong crew, a strong truck, and a strong stomach to handle that strong coffee you drink. Well, you want strong? You've got it. Visit Site One Landscape Supply to stock up on professional-grade landscape products during our Save Strong Customer Event from August 14th to September 30th. We'll have some of the year's best deals on irrigation, lighting, and turf maintenance products from brands like Hunter, First Editions, FX Luminaire, Lesco, and much more. It's our invitation to help you get ahead for next season. And while you stock up, talk shop with our local experts for product recommendations and specialized services to help your business grow. Don't let Savestrong pass you by. Stop in to One today for deals on the brands you need to get the job done. Offers valid in-store only August 14th through September 30th, 2017. Restrictions apply, see store for details.
8: Hey, welcome back to The Water Zone on NBC News Radio's KCAA, 1050 AM, and uh, glad everybody's uh, listening in today. Uh, You know, it's a good thing because we do have serious people who come on, and we like to have fun too, because otherwise it's boring if you just sit here and be straight all the time. So we, tr- we try to have a little fun. Anyway, if you want to call in, please do at 888-909-1050 or 909-792-5222. Uh, right now we have our next guest, and it's, uh, we've known her for a, quite a, quite many years. I won't say that because she's not that old. She's she's still, she's still young. She looks really young. And she is young, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Deb, this is Deb Whitney from the uh, U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. Hi, Deb. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Robin. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's ancient is uh, probably the appropriate word. Uh, no,
6: you're, n- no. you have been around
2: a long time.
6: No. Well, yes, you've as, been, as you've been around, but I don't have
2: th- been around a long time, yeah?
6: Yes, we do. Experience. We like to say that we're uh, wise and experienced.
2: That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I'm telling you, um, seeing some of the sharp news kids come up into the water world is really exciting as well. Yes, So we can go off and fish.
6: Well, um, there's just new blood and there's new ideas, but there's also yeah. just progress uh, around many different uh, fronts. You know, one one of them being the uh, Sustainable Water Management Act in, the, in California. I think is a is a good thing that's happening, but plus uh, exactly. plus te- technologies. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. That's and, the exciting thing.
6: And also, and I, I
2: think th- water is catching up to that. I think that's. You know, water is catching up to
6: the new technology, and and I think also there's a uh, a little more positive attitude, or perhaps an appreciation of just how um, valuable water is, and that it's yeah. you know that we have to think about it not for just the next six months or during a drought, but to always be thinking about where does it come from, how much is available. How do we use it? Because it is a valuable resource that we should uh, pay attention to, and not just take for granted. And people don't That's realize,
8: right. and people don't realize that it's the same water that we've had for millions of years, being recycled over and over and over.
6: That's right. You might be drinking the same water that dinosaurs drank. Yep. So
2: right, or over. where it even is, where it comes from. You yep. know, I mean, I, I, a lot of people don't realize that it's you know coming from hundreds of miles away. You know, it's as easy as opening up a tap for them. There's no recognition of the distance that water travels. Up
6: to that well I'll know we're making good progress when you know you ask an elementary school student where does your water come from and they'll answer with something other than oh from the faucet <laughs> so that's that's the goal is to get that better appreciation for just how many resources do uh, are invested in getting us that clean safe drinking water 24/7 so
2: it's interesting you bring up the students metropolitan has and Rob, I'm sure you've seen it the poster contest yep. where um, children interpret the water issues, and you're starting to see a very um, much more sophisticated level of understanding because they, you know, they draw up the hydrologic cycle or communicate messages, and they're really on target. I mean, they're really. They seem to be getting the message, and it's being interpreted through their art, which is exciting.
8: Well, when you go down to Metropolitan's main office and the downstairs, they usually have all the posters up and available for everybody, the public to see, which is amazing. And, and we, as Toro, participate with the Wyland Foundation. We have a national art and mural contest, and it does sort of the same thing. Uh, kids have to create from uh, from kindergarten through twelfth grade. Uh, do the same thing. They 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 create murals or they. Create pictures, and there's winners for that. But I think I, I think you're right. There's more people, and more, more when I say people, there's more children learning about water. And I mean, Mike and I have talked to many of them. We've had some on the show uh, from a, from a, a charter school, and and they they knew a lot of stuff. It was uh, it was amazing to me.
2: Right. Like, anyway, in a uh, meaningful way. Yeah. Uh, yep. abso-
8: absolutely. I was going to say, yeah. uh, since Mike and I we know you for a long time, can you give us uh, the, the listening audience a little bit about your background and how you got oh, to do sure. what you what you're doing?
2: Well, actually, um, you know, I've, been, I, I've started my career in water at Eastern Municipal Water District and talk about learning by fire. I mean, when you step in that door, you've got to work, you know. And so right away, we were working on drought contingency plans and um, very sophisticated planning even at that time. And they're a very well-funded agency and very smart people. So it was exciting. Worked with some uh programs with, um, with Mike, so so it's been really exciting. And then from there, I went on to the Bureau of Reclamation, and I manage the Southern California Area Office's financial assistance program. So I provide technical and administrative uh, assistance to agencies who apply for federal funds. And Southern California, I've got to say, has we are trending up. Um, Over the last few years in the grants that are being um, awarded to Southern California, and currently I'm managing about $17 million in uh, federal financial assistance.
8: You're my next next best friend.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, and that's the thing. We just need to figure out how to get creative. We were talking earlier a little bit about devices, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, later in the show. But there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of exciting things going on in water very different than where we started
8: can you talk about the uh, bureau's water smart programs and what they what they are for our listeners?
2: sure well as, as we know water is the most precious natural resource that we have and uh, the, the societal impacts that are being placed on it right now and being able to support, Ecosystem health, human survival, energy production, economic um, uh, sustainability, and with the ever looming climate change that's on us, we, that's been documented by the scientific literature. We're forecasting huge changes in the hydrologic cycle. We're seeing that. I mean, we're witnessing it right before our very eyes. So, as a result, Congress recognizes these changes and passed the Secure Water Act, which allows federal agencies to engage with local entities in um, doing some creative, innovative uh, partnerships with federal financial assistance um, to really see how we can start thinking away at some of these issues that we're seeing and reclamation plays a key role in the water smart program uh, in helping managers make wise decisions about water use and sound planning documents um, through the programs that we have available for them
8: and they have to aside from the justification of filling the forms out and saying we're going to use it for x y and z there is validation to this process as well, correct? Oh,
2: absolutely. So when you have agencies like Municipal Water District of Orange County, Irvine Ranch Water District, um, we're even seeing some uh, agencies who have have been coming on board more recently. City of Big Bear. The the analysis that's coming out of these agencies to document their programs is really um, is really amazing. And so there's sound science behind it, sound management behind it, uh, certainly because with reclamation you need to cost share 50%. There's, You know, what we always like to call as we're developing programs, skin in the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now we're seeing that. So um, it's really an exciting time right now for our local agencies. And, yes, they are. They're very, you know, metropolitan water District always on the cutting edge of, you know, where to go next, um, and, and and trying to get better and better with data. The data collaborative is another um, um, idea that's now out there. Uh, Molt Miguel kind of started it, and one of the Atwater brothers. There's a big collaboration, and it's housed in the Los Angeles uh, uh, in an incubator program where they're taking data from water agencies throughout the state and you know chinking away at it and looking at it so i'm going to say agencies are getting better and better at it all the time
6: are agencies the primary applicants for the grants that uh are yes are? so yes.
2: the way our program works it's uh, state tribes or uh Water deliver agencies with water delivery at board.
8: Is, is is any other entities allowed to to like for educational purposes or you know aside no. from
2: Right now, unfortunately, when we started the water conservation field services program, education was a component of it. But when the Secure Water Act came on board and they adjusted the criteria, it sell out, and so now we are looking to see if there was ways to get it back in. Um, So agencies who do the um, educational piece are not eligible at this time for federal
6: grants. Is there typically a time frame within the year that these applications are due? Yeah,
2: it's about uh, fall. So we're looking, we're coming up um, November-ish is where you'll see our um, our announcements come out. And they come out from different areas. So Mid-Pacific region, uh, will, which is Northern California, will post CalFED. Denver posts Water Smart. And then our local office posts the Water Conservation Field Services Program. And you can, if you go to grants.gov and sign up, you would be able to get all of the announcements. Since they all come out randomly in a different time, that's really a good entry way for people to find out um, what's being posted. And then also as they get to know me, I have an email distribution list that I send out to people. So, you know, to make sure um, that my agency that I work with and know what's going on at any given time.
6: Are the programs, or I should say, the the, the funding, is it uh, offered? I think I heard you mention a f- uh, three different um, kind of centers where right uh, ap- applica- applications can be submitted to. Is right. it is it typically in the Southwest regions, or where the kind of like there's states in the U.S. that are considered drier than others, um, or is this a is this nationally kind of uh, a, a program that that you know? an agency in Florida could apply for, or is it specifically? No, more?
2: that's a good question. Um, we are in the 17 Western states. Ah. So when you're going for water smart grants, those would be, you would be competing against the 17 Western states. When you go for a CalFED grant, you would be competing against uh, agencies in California, North and South. And if you go for the Water Conservation Field Services Program, we're a regional program now, so you would be competing against California, Arizona, and Nevada.
6: Excellent. So it just
2: really depends which program um, and, and uh, what kind of uh, exposure there is competition.
6: If someone is interested in um, seeing what kind of funding or what kind of programs have been funded in the past uh, by the Bureau, is is it possible to to go to a website to see summaries of any of these um, projects, or is that fairly uh, confidential between the Bureau and the entity that has uh, succeeded in, in earning the grant?
2: No, actually, if you go to the Water Smart website, they actually are now posting uh, successful applications and they have really well documented list of projects that have been funded. In my local program, I, I won't be able to do this until the next funding cycle, but you won't find successful applications, however, What somebody can do out of my program, since they're not published right now, they can make a request for the application. It would go through the grants officer. They would make the review. And it can be released that way. But if you do go to my website, I do have, since 2008, a list of all of the grants that have been awarded with a short summary of them on my website. So we've tried to make our websites very um, informative and give each agency an opportunity to really understand how the programs work from really the beginning to the end.
6: Well, that's excellent. Um, just to make sure our listeners uh, are aware of what that website is, could you give us the um, URL for that?
2: Sure. That If you go to usbr.gov,
4: uh-huh.
2: you would be able to... To find any of the programs in any of the regional offices. So that would be the best entry site in. And then there you would query either Water Smart or Water Conservation Field Services Program. And through that entry point, you would be able to get access to all that
6: information. Oh great! So usbr.gov for United States right. Bureau of Reclamation. Excellent, excellent. Hey Deb, yeah. do
8: you do you get to see ahead, years ahead? Meaning, like I'll, I'll just be, I'll just say, because of the the governmental uh, administration, every four years, do you get to see a budget for grants four years ahead, or is it a year to year thing that you deal with? You know,
2: it is. We budget out internally years ahead but each budget is approved by congress year to year okay you know in a lot of years we're on continuing resolution some years there's you know the threat of you know shutting down so it's just it, you know it is year to year so um but i have to say um since i've been there for 10 years we always eventually got in the budget and in these ten years, we have not seen a cut to our budget. No, that's great. And actually, Water Smart in some years, the larger program, it's seen some additional money, uh, and so, and reallocation of like uh, budget to be responsive to the market. So, I think we, I think we're doing a good job, um, trying to meet the needs of you know Southern California. And our, you know, our constituents' with the program.
8: So when when the water agencies fill these forms to be considered, it it, it goes to a it goes to you and then to us or, or or to a, a special place, and then a committee reviews those. And, and is that how it's picked, or is that correct? It's, okay.
2: Yep. It's uh, it's the a committee review, and so the larger programs like Water Smart, you can be getting. Reviewed by anybody in the 17 Western states. So, when people are applying for that one, you've got to be very sure and clear in your application who you are, what you do, what your project is, because you have varying levels of expertise um, and a wide range of people who are reviewing. When you're at the local program, it's a little smaller and it's um, It's people in our, you know, in our area, so which is Nevada, Arizona, and California. We work together year after year, so we're relatively familiar with each other's programs because we cooperate. That's our regional team. So, um, but still once again, you know, if I'm looking at somebody from Yuma and it's an ad project and they're not clear, I don't work with them day to day. So, that's one of the things you have to be very careful of is to make sure that you're writing to you really don't know who
8: Yeah, it's got to be crystal when is there a span of dollars um, that these grants range from I mean is what, what what's sort of the lowest they to the do. highest
2: they do so the field services max at this point in time is a hundred thousand when you go into water smart they have ranges between three hundred thousand and a million the drought program is between 300,000 and 750,000. The basin steady program is up to a half a million. And when you were talking earlier about watershed, that's our program that um, watershed groups have, you know, um, and, and, and larger stakeholders are apply for. So, SOPA, Santa Ana Water Project Authority, for the listeners who may not know, uh, San Diego, and Los Angeles have all been awarded um, under that program. So, uh, in, in doing that watershed approach, kind of what you guys were talking about, bigger thinking of water, not just in my backyard, but in right. all our backyards.
6: Right. And yeah. it, am I correct in assuming that the agencies or the entities that have been awarded grants are also investing either labor resources or maybe some of their own funding to carry out these that's projects correct. So, so that's correct so that really gets that um that's that investment you know to to um it gets the investment up but it also gives these uh entities a, a, an extra incentive to want to work together or to be able to claim some of those resources and then work on projects that are high priority to them. I, 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 went, That's on, correct. I went on your website, and I, it, it's really quite informative and good, and I just want to mention that WaterSMART, the word SMART is an acronym in this case for Sustain and Manage America's Resources for Tomorrow. And, and that right. just struck me as being so important uh, and on point that I wanted to share that with, uh, with our audience because... Um, You know, you are doing uh, initiatives that address uh, groundwater basins. You're looking at uh, transportation of water. You're looking at uh, applied science projects for water resource managers. Uh, Just a number of different
2: approaches. Yeah, and if you go to our science and technology page, I think you'll, I mean, it's astounding the kind of research that's coming out of our agency. And, and that's one of the areas I want to explore in a greater way moving forward is what we call technical assistance, where we can identify local problems. And it's a little different than competing for the money. What happens is is maybe we find a, a problem when an agency is having and they need expertise that they don't have internally. What we could do is match them up with one of our researchers who would be interested in taking on the project? We They would value the project out and then I can carve out money out of our budget to be able to. So I don't give the money to the agency, but I pay for one of our researchers um, to do the work. Oh, wow. So one of the things we have done with Steve Piper in our Denver office is do a rate study, um, um, a rate study with. There were 11 agencies. They were from Nevada, Northern California, Southern California. I'm working with Mark Sears. And, Rob, I think you know him. We're working on that controller report. Right. So that's another one of those projects. We're actually looking at, in the upcoming year, putting that online and making it a little more uh, interactive. So those would be examples of projects that are funded Using our internal expertise out of maybe our Denver
8: office with real smart people yep. you know if people go to the usbr uh, dot com it's it's pretty interesting reading of dot all, gov, dot gov. Dot gov, I'm sorry yeah. of all all, yeah. all all the things that the, that agency does and that people are yeah. really not aware we We appreciate you coming on and you know giving your portion of it and, and but that's you know as as as, it is as important as that is it's just a small slice of everything that it's, that, that <laughs> agency does.
2: If you look at, I mean, really, in the big scheme of things, we are just such like a minuscule piece of the pie. I heard somebody talking earlier about Mexico.
4: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that's... Um, I don't know if you met Amy Witherall out of her office, but she's working on it. I believe it's minute Twenty uh, 323 now. So she's working on the Mexico issue. Um, so, yeah, there's just so much going on and so much science. It's... Um, it's really an exciting agency to be a part of. So, and I know Rob, we were talking about you know maybe talking uh, at a later date with maybe someone uh, from our operations about those other kinds of things that our right. agency does, and I think it would be rewarding for your viewers to hear. Really, the full scope and breadth of what our
8: agency does. Oh, absolutely, and and, and I, I I called I reached out to you because one I know you for a long time, and two I think you're a nice person, and and three you have a lot to offer in what you do and and your experience of 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 the of the funding and and working with the different water agencies, and also coming from a water agency, so you saw both sides of it, and you know how they all work, so. Uh, right but right. well, we're, we're about running out of time and we're up for the okay. uh, nbc news
6: hour but i'd just like to say thank you very much for again giving our audience a, a perspective that they just don't get when they uh recognize that the bureau of reclamation through these water projects are really helping uh does good that th- does a lot of good and it really helps our agencies uh, deal with the challenges that they're facing these days so what? deb thank you so much